And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend Show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian and future star of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's an IT exec and future smorgasbord for millions of Georgia mosquitoes. It's Alan Moss. And he's a writer-producer who I just know is still pissed about that breakfast burrito warmer at his local bodega. It's Greg Heller. Chef Jeff is here to make his homemade sarsaparilla extra sassy. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little cheesecake bites. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guest. Hello and welcome back, Greg Heller. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hello, Jenna. Hi. Hey, Al. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Allison. Would you say that you're ready? I'm needy and I'm available. That's close enough, right? That feels right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it just feels good to have everyone back. It does. It's good Very comfortable. <laughs> just feels right it does i mean oh. not to guilt all of you not to guilt the right <laughs> no, half of the please. table <laughs> but it's good that we can we can savor yeah. this right now today's probably not the best episode to tell you that i'm leaving the, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the podcast or the marriage <laughs> well, you know, no no can you leave one without leaving the other <laughs> it's tricky i'm not sure you can it's gonna be tricky <laughs> That'd be interesting. Like, what if what if we separated, but still you did the intros? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I feel like they'd have like a new frisson. Oh yeah, everyone appreciate that giant word. Okay, so there's tons of stuff we need to get into. We need to catch up with Greg. We need mm-hmm. to catch up with with Al and with Jenna and the move, and then also Greg and it, just the whole this whole yeah. action needs mm-hmm. to happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I have to say something, which is that I have lately been losing the battle that I wage within myself wherein I really, I think of something that I know is going to be disturbing. Like, I can't, I can't just blurt out the disturbing things. Like, I don't ease my way into it. There's like things all the time that I all of a sudden really want to Google and I know it's going to be upsetting though. So I don't do it. It's a rule I have with myself, which is no Googling disturbing information because I'm trying to protect my peace of mind. And that is what I tell myself. Don't do it. You're trying to protect your peace of mind. It's the same reason I don't watch horror movies. A lot of the stuff I'll, I'm just going to say has to do with the Holocaust. In my quiet downtime, that's what pops into my brain is like, what happened with like, <laughs> everyone looks aghast. This is really dark shit this that is I'm a talking about. Comedy yeah. podcast. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm a solid opener. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> She walks the limb. She walks out on the limb. Start with Holocaust stuff, honey. Comedians it's- are fearless. <laughs> oh, no. You made, you made a mistake in thinking this is funny at all. It's not funny. It's just a relatable, question mark. Anyway, uh, since Elliot's been born, I talked about having these intrusive thoughts of like just, I love him so much. He's so vulnerable. I can't believe people hurt babies and like just all sorts of dark thoughts come into my head about about 
just vulnerability and innocence and shit like that. Um, which some other people who've had babies have said that they like that term intrusive thoughts. Apparently it's not that rare if there's a whole term for it. But so anyway, just lately I have not adhered to my don't Google stuff that's going to upset you thing. And so it's been upsetting. That's all I have to say. I will go into the details of specifically what my Googling was probably not the result of it as much as to say that like I was right. It doesn't end well for a lot of things that I've Googled. Um, but uh, I'm just wondering, do other people have this compulsion? Do you find yourself like w- suddenly curious about something that you know is going to be very disturbing? I guess if I'm curious about it, I'm not worried that it's going to disturb me. I, not a lot of stuff disturbs me where it like sets me off my rocker forever. Hmm. Is is this the same thing as not um, wanting to watch like how food gets on the table? Yes. But is this the same thing as hypochondria? Like I I sometimes won't Google something because I don't want to know the answer. Like if I get a chest pain or That's whatever, what the, I, oh. I won't do that. I won't Google like chest pain and hangnail or whatever, right? Because I don't want it to come back like <laughs> cancer, cancer. Right. And right. if there's 13 results and the first 12 are like pulled muscle, and the 13th is like you know cancer, mm-hmm. I default immediately to having cancer. So I just won't look at, look at that. Yeah, it's I similar. I do that, but I I can stop myself. Yeah, yeah I don't do it. I've been able to stop myself, except until... It's just that, like, there's... We, everyone sitting here at this table, as much as we've all had our troubling times, we lead such lucky existences in terms of where we live, the time in history we live, etc. And yet there's so much pain and here comes the comedy suffering in the world (laughs) and just and especially different times of history and i think that to be able to like wake up and blow my hair dry and think like did i straighten the ends of my hair oh no i think i have split ends and like we're trying to buy a house but i don't know if i want to live like all this like kind of superficial shit that is also part of just being alive i think to to go about your day you have to just block out a lot of really upsetting stuff Mm-hmm. And every now and again, the upsetting stuff just kind of comes through the surface again. And I start thinking about it. I also think this is a conversation to probably have in therapy because it's probably something else that's happening that's making me all of a sudden like, it's probably just some some form of depression or anxiety that's making me like adhere to to this. It's making this stuff resonate so deeply. In addition to just being human, I think is being upset by the suffering in the world. But maybe you also look at life differently now because you're a mom. Yeah. And you see like this little child coming into the world and what, you know, potential they have and all the scary things that can happen to it. And it's just that opens up this whole view of life that is very, um, overwhelming. Well, I think what it is. Okay. (laughs) Now I'll just, I'll just go into it. Cause it's not going to get worse than what I've already said. Um, I started thinking, what happened to babies in the Holocaust? Like, I know it didn't end well for them. And then I was like, don't Google, don't Google that, don't Google that. And I'm sure if you just write what happens to baby, like, it'll fill it in. Because I'm sure this is something that other people have wondered. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. You think the autofill of what happened to babies is in the Holocaust? You think that's that's? Even, I don't think that's the autofill. Maybe not. Maybe, I mean, we could that we could try. That might be your darkest thought of this whole thing. <laughs> that you think that would the be auto the autofill? Fill if you if you Google like what happened to the guy, do you think the autofill is like when they cut his fucking head off? Like, there's a million other things it could be besides in the Holocaust as the okay, autofill. This actually reminds me. 
um, a friend of mine committed suicide and oh my god <laughs> I don't know what's happening. By the way, by the way, this is Casey Kasem all over. The first thing that comes up in Google when you type in what happened to babies in the Holocaust. That's not true. That is not true. It's because it's listening to you. No, I'm just kidding. Is that true? I can't read that. I'm double checking it on my phone. phone, You probably have your phone set to to, uh, access to the mic. (laughs) Second show is different, folks. I got the same result. It's because it's listening to us. No. Yeah. Or you're on the same internet. Google listens to my podcast. Yeah, guarantee. Well, you guys do it on your phone. It does it on your phone all the time. Everybody Google what happened to babies <laughs> in know, the Holocaust. Let's By all way, get on that weird me, list. You're on their Wi-Fi too. I'm on their Wi-Fi too. Yeah. yeah well, go, so go on LTE. So whatever. you go to Google.com and then do it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying? Great. So now everybody that's listening to this podcast no. is also doing it. She's going to drive it farther up <laughs> into. It's listen. really sad though. It is sad. I'm sad. I want to I, say, please, let me issue my usual disclaimer. Happy to be back, by the way. <laughs> I wanted Missed this it. to just be a... By the way, this wasn't even the story. Oh my gosh. It's the first one. I'm I telling you, it's you. listening to us. How can it's it... I don't know. I bet it is the I first one. It's not listening to no. us. Stop it. I don't know. Al does... He, he really does subscribe to the he, phone is I, listening. Because it absolutely does. It, it is not. It does some scary advertising. My phone, it's like, I will talk about a product, and 20 minutes later, it is in my Instagram feed as an ad. very afraid of the ads I'm going to get if yeah, that's the case. Um, I know. I, okay, so... I Wait, let me issue my disclaimer okay. first, though. Okay. Please... No one send me any images. No one send me any, any information. No. no one send me anything upsetting. Send me cute pictures. Yes, Daniel. Of ducks. So I think um, there's something about... Okay, so the nature of what you're doing is not like, oh, there's some disturbing thing. It's There is something... Um, there's something that you are trying to... How do I put this? I think you're going after a feeling. I don't think it's just you're curious just about something. horror? Yeah, like there is something that you're maybe feeling already that you're you're indulging. Like the fear of what could happen to Elliot or that set that sense of um, horror at what someone well, else might do. Is. And so you're you're it's it's not just that you're curious about some horrible thing. It's very specifically related to to your uh your feelings of protection of yes right like, I think like you're looking for th- your your threat assessment skills are very focused right now maybe I think, because you're a new mom so you're this is all new to you but also i think that's completely normal that you would have an amplified sense of threat assessment so your mind is playing through a bunch of yes. what if scenarios that's, in your mind that's what it is and to me that's just the ultimate that's like the worst right, of the, the what top, ifs yeah. in terms of babies because according to google yes we <laughs> yeah that's the first thing that comes up because i think this is what's happening we spent so much time and so much money and so much just everything into bringing this one life into this world and he is the center of our days now in the center of it's just he's our everything and like we have you know a million different apparatuses for him to sleep in and so many different clothes and we already have clothes for different months and just well, and and, also, you know we we've, we've tried a million different formulas and it's like there's so much specific going into every moment of every day for him and that feels normal and to imagine a scenario where each individual baby's life is not valued and in fact 
babies are completely dehumanized. I think that's the thing that my brain is grappling with. Similarly, and I realize now, I, my instinct was not to bring this up. I went against it. <laughs> but it's going to get weird and dark again for just one second. So everyone driving to work this da, da, morning. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. But I promise we can talk about fun stuff. He thought, hey, Greg's on it. This is going to be fun. I know. That's, I know. I was like, the audience... <laughs> just wants to hear from everyone else but you so make it real fast now you have to but the price of that is <laughs> sorry. babies dying in the holocaust so stop please it, continue <laughs> but, but here's a here's a upside to this is the fact that it did come up on the number one search Means tells you that this is not an unusual not thing for moms right. to think or people to think i Thank think it's you. the most obvious like the worst Right. Example of something horrible happening to because the one thing you didn't mention also is almost I mean very quickly it's not just that he's the center of our world it this your your love your love for this child is so great that you can't even imagine if something were to happen to him and you think my God if so, I can't if, even imagine if like we can't find his favorite pacifier or something. I mean, it's more, I mean, yes, it's what you're saying, but it's also the level to which we are trying to create like an ideal little universe for him. Let's just agree to disagree. (laughs) You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. So anyway, then I found myself, apologies to everyone. I was like, I was, the other thing I couldn't stop myself from Googling was, when medical schools get ready use dogs a lot of medical schools don't in experiments like practicing surgery on dogs and shit and i was like where do they get the dogs this is one of those thoughts that for like probably 15 years i haven't i haven't given into because it's like i know it's something really dark i don't want to find out anything and all of a sudden i'm like i can't take it anymore i have to know where they get the dogs and do they still use dogs the good news is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you married it, Daniel. Everyone else, I'm sorry. The good news is most medical schools, if not all, don't use live animals. They only use the dogs that check yes on organ donor <laughs> yes, on their driver's license. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> There's just a paw print on the organ donor thing. <laughs> but I was like, why is... But, but of course what I read... <laughs> disturb the shit out of me because of course it would and that morning we had taken wendy to the cardiologist we drove like super early in the morning we drove across town to take her to a specialist cardiologist because she has the the very beginning of a heart murmur which is a bummer but we don't know yet sort of what direction it's going um and i think it was the same thing of like this one dog means so she means so much to us and we try so hard to give her the best life that like little wendy could have and here we are taking her to what feels like a hospital except it smells like dogs so it's not a hospital it's it's for dogs um and also they have a lot of vending machines but here we are like what's going- in the vending machines are there like bones and stuff <laughs> no it's for humans, it's for humans? It's human food okay. yeah um oh how cool would that be if they that would be cool yeah, just like spend- it's just like snails <laughs> and little yeah, smelly pieces and of grass. there's just like your own vomit is one of the things you could get <laughs> I know. buttholes butthole flavored right, exactly. <laughs> kibble um so here we are valuing her life so much and in another context one dog's I, life doesn't mean anything so, and that's what my brain is grappling right with. like you're 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 thinking about the things that are most valuable to you and then think of the ways that those things can be <laughs> right can be 
discarded. Like I was, I, I was researching um, how they used to, uh, they used to institutionalize, like men used to institutionalize their <laughs> wives after pregnancy. This is a real thing, and they would like because it was like postpartum was considered, uh, like, and they would give them lobotomies and stuff. But I mean, for me, it was more. I was just seeing if they still did it. Right? They, they don't. Were you on the private search option of your browser when you were looking for that? I'm just in terms of search history and all that. <laughs> um, probably would have been a, yeah. good, idea. Yeah. a good idea. Well, I was hoping that was still an option. But apparently, it's not. Anyway, I was hoping this could be a light detour. It, clearly, I'm sorry. <laughs> clearly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I bummed everyone out. But if you relate, let me know. But once again, please. Don't send me anything disturbing. Only send me fun stuff. And also, don't tell us if it didn't bum you out, because that would be weird, too. Jeff, what happens when you enter what happened to dogs in Google? Because if the answer is in the Holocaust, I'm going to be fucking amazed. No, but oh, I, I, did check. I did Google that, too. You did? Well, I, pets. I did type in didn't where... Didn't end well for them, either. I did type in where did binkies go, and it didn't say during the Holocaust. <laughs> and it didn't say to Auschwitz, so... <laughs> They do have the binky room. It's so disturbing. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm stop. I'm biting my tongue in a way that I should have a while ago. Okay. Um. So what's new, you guys? Greg, how's your assistant? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what we talked about last yeah. time. She's doing a very good job. Oh, good. And I think she likes working for me. <laughs> I right. think I am a nice boss. That's good. I- um, when you can't tell, that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> when you think. Uh, she thinks it's weird working for me. I know that. Like how? Because I like don't like a lot of the stuff I have to do. And I think she thought I would be more into it. Mm. So I'm always saying like, do I have to go to this meeting? Can you see if I don't have to do that? Can you call that guy and see if this is important? That kind of stuff. Do they ever let you out of things like that? Because I have... And I don't think this was good that I did this, but there have been like, oh, so-and-so wants to meet you. And then I'll sort of inquire like, how how important is it that I meet this person and sort of like, what, you know, what do they do exactly? And is this just a stupid time-wasting meeting? But I put it in better terms than that. But I bet it was. I bet you were right. Um, ye- oh, yeah, it was, but I should have done it anyway. Yeah. I weasel out of stuff like that fairly, in a self-sabotaging quantity. Mm-hmm. I do that fairly frequently. Because... I don't really want to, like, what do you have to talk about? Like, So they let you out of the meetings? Well, there's no real they. I mean, yeah, there's sometimes I that I will just call people I work with and go, can we just trade two emails instead of talk for half an hour in a room? But I have to go to a lot of them. I have to go to too, mm-hmm. too many meetings. So are you liking your job, though? <laughs> Sounds uh, great. Are they listening? <laughs> yes. Yes, they're listening? <laughs> y- yes, I like... <clears throat> Yes, I like my job. Let me rephrase the question. How are you handling having a, uh, is it nine to five, 10 to six, whatever? How are you handling? It's still, the hours are still weird because I just keep weird hours. How are you handling having a day-to-day job, everyday that, job? Having a day-to-day job isn't weird. Having a corporate job is super weird. Um, and I, who's listening? Probably nobody. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say, I mean, on the 23rd floor, I wouldn't say I'm hand, I wouldn't say the transition has been easy for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is that a good answer? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's not manic like show running every day is, and it feels, and I miss that. And mm-hmm. that's not good for me. 
Um, What's not good for you to miss? The sort of like the, up the and down. slow pace of it has not been good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have your binder clip. Collections oh my just god, they're out of so good! <laughs> I, I, if you guys could see what's happening in my office right now, it's so good. Both windows are covered in in like little faces and stuff I drew in dry erase, and then there's like I discovered this other thing besides binder clips. I don't know what they're called, but they're like flat rectangles of staples. They're not actually in staple form yet; they're just flat. Mm. Um, like staple larvae. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, I think Al? I do, yeah. Um, like, you're supposed to put them in some machine that forms them yeah. into staples, mm-hmm. but they're not staples yet, but they bend and they curve, and you can make them into these, like, f- they look like the Frank Geary building downtown. <laughs> like, you can bend them and make these, like, really cool little, so that those are all over my um, office. Coincidentally, uh, lots of loose paper around the office. <laughs> quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm doing a lot of fun stuff, but s- some parts of it are really strange for me. Um. There's some part of being successful in television that I don't have. What is it, do you think? I think it's the desire to... Be successful. Be successful, yeah. Like, honestly, like, a lot of people I know, and I'm not saying this in any judgmental way, they have something to prove, mm. and I just don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, is that is that arrogant to say that? No, no I don't like, think I, so. I really don't. No. I, and I, I know what you're saying. I don't have anything to prove. I have wondered... If I get over having something to prove, will I lose my fire? <laughs> I don't know because I'm, I'm still, joking, but I have I've lost it too. I'm still really f- inspired to write and work and stuff all the time, but I don't like care about the money part of it, and that's not necessarily that great for my job. Well, I have wondered if it's in showbiz specifically, is it necessary? In order to have success, is it necessary to really want it really bad? Like, is there so much bullshit you have to put up with that the only people who actually really get all the way there, and I'm just pointing at some random distance in the air, um, the only people that get there, are they the ones who were willing to withstand all the bullshit? Or are there some people who are just like so talented that they have a lot of success? Some people are so talented that they don't have to deal with the shit on a day-to-day level because mm. they're so successful. But there really isn't an end to it. Most people who are that driven don't ever make it. They're, the goalposts keep moving. Like know? my mm-hmm. friend, so I just... In their minds. Yeah. I just had um, Wendy and Lizzie Molyneux, who are sisters who write for Bob's Burgers on my show. And Wendy and I went to college together. They were on this week's episode and that already aired on uh, beginning of this week. And they, Wendy and I went to college together. And when I knew her... She was in Pomona College's Without a Box improv troupe. Which I remember were, Without a Box. Oh, yeah. After yeah. you went to the, what am I saying? Box, How hilarious were they? They were pretty funny, I thought. <laughs> I thought I'm not that really into funny. improv. I thought they were, I thought they were <laughs> better than most improv. I thought they were really funny. They definitely were better than Yale's The Purple Crayon, who toured at Pomona one time. I'll take your word for that. Anyway, <laughs> I was asking Wendy when she realized she no longer wanted to be a performer and wanted to be uh, a writer because right after college she was pursuing performing. Mm. And she said that really, and I thought it would have been sort of like a, a long drawn out decision, but she said very quickly she realized that the people who wanted to be performers had something that she didn't have, like the desire to 
constantly have new headshots and just all that, like the, the business of it, they were into that. Right. And it just got me thinking, like, I don't think I'm into that. Yeah. It's tough for me. Um, in my brain, when the thing I created is finished, that's the end of it. It doesn't matter to me if anyone sees it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I was always such a horrible band leader. Because I was always like, oh, the song is done. We don't have to do any of the other stuff because only the song matters. And people would always be saying, well, no one has heard it. Right. And I'd be like, oh, it's done, but it doesn't matter. And that's just kind of the way my brain works. To a fault, I think, in television. Um, so I think I'm doing some good work there. And there's some projects I'm excited about. And I'm getting to do some fun stuff. But I have a hard time. You guys will appreciate this. Can I tell the story? I kind of don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm going to tell the story. We were in a meeting the other day. And somebody, a rea- one of the reality producers in front of like 20 executives was pitching something. And someone goes, this guy really has the potential to be the next Jeff Lewis. And I just intuitively went, who's the first Jeff Lewis? <laughs> and everyone in the room like turned to me and they were like, Jeff Lewis, Greg. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, and I realized like, oh. Your, your point was, who is Jeff yeah, Lewis? Jeff Lewis. <laughs> and they thought that by like making air, like saying it to me more emphatically, I was going to be like, oh, that guy. <laughs> and then I quickly realized like, he's super famous. Do you know who he is? No. Oh, maybe yeah, he's not super that, famous. Yeah, that. Well, among television. Flip or flop. Or he's on. Called? It's flipped called out? Flipping Out. Yeah. But among TV people, they thought he was like a super oh, big deal. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were not like shocked that I didn't know who it was, but I think it was a weird moment where like I was supposed to know who this dude was. I had a, I had an encounter like that. A friend of mine, this is a while back, he was referring to Emeril, and I didn't know who the fuck that was. Really? And I was like, who's that? He's like, Emeril, he's like a very famous chef. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. He's like, well, you should. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, Why? Well, because everyone knows, and it's like really he's like Kennedy. he gives a fuck. Yeah. Like he's a he's <laughs> on the Food dude. Network. I don't watch Food. Like this idea that because when someone reaches a certain level of fame, you're it's your duty to know, or else you're out of the conversation yeah. or something. I don't know. It's weird. But you're in the TV business, so you have no excuse. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> um, so I am having doing getting to do some fun stuff, and then there's some parts of it that are really weird and. Uh, disconcerting for me. Are you going to get to get back into the um, kind of line producing of it all? I I will never line produce and that is for the best of television because... Oh, I thought that's what you... You didn't line produce? Anytime I am handed a budget, I just immediately slide it to the person next to me and go, (laughs) tell me how this... Where is the money at the bottom? Wait, is that what you... Is that what you meant? Yeah. Well, the line producer is the one that basically sets everything up in court. It's like the coordinator. Right. Um, uh, I mean, I know how to work with them, but I need a good one or I will not succeed. Yeah. Any t- yeah. When one of my show sells, I can go show run it. Show running. Mm. Um, but I'm still expected to develop until that happens. Mm. And in the s- six month mark, nothing has sold yet. Mm. I have one pilot that got ordered. Two pilots have been ordered. Wow. So I have to write, I'm writing one now and I'm shooting one in about a month. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. Thank you. So that will be fun. The meetings and stuff. We're gonna need a photo of your um, your your Staples. raw staple. Yeah. I have sculptures. some on my phone. I have some oh, on my phone. Perfect. <laughs> can we, can we call it an art zoo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken some photographs. I will show them to you. You have them on your phone in case you need to show them to people, or just so you I can was good. I was toying with some Instagram options with them. <laughs> okay. But then I decided not to do it. I've been a lot. I've been struggling with Instagram a lot lately because I keep looking at things, going like, "Who fucking needs to see this?" This doesn't oh, matter. That is 
all I think about when I post on Instagram. Like, does this matter? But does if, anybody care? But if you if everyone thought that way, there would be nothing on Twitter or Instagram. I know, but yeah, and the maybe. world would be a wonderful <laughs> <Yeah>. place. <laughs> Guys, come on, don't censor yourselves. We need your useless bullshit. Oh, um. good. <laughs> Thank you. Huh. So if you think that people won't care about something, you don't post it? Well, it's not so much like, will they care? or Like, oh, are they going to like it? But it's just kind of like, but even I'm not that invested yeah. in this photo. For you me, know? I'm, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's this weird attitude of like. I would keep scrolling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> does any, photo. I mean, does anybody even care I, about I this? I never think in terms of likes or not likes. I think, I do sometimes think about that. It, on Twitter, not mm-hmm. on Instagram, but it's more just like I'll be looking at the picture, being like, "It's fucking like I made the most beautiful dinner last night." Big ups to myself, and I was looking <laughs> at it, and I was just like, "This is such a beautiful dinner," and I'm just gonna eat it. Like I, I took these really nice pictures of it, and then I was like, "I'm just fucking eat the thing." That's crazy. I know it's crazy, but that's like it's Bro, crazy to think. Wasted opportunity. Yeah, I know. You could have made a trending hashtag out of that, Thank man. You, Jeff. I know. So that's I just had that <sighs> thought more of like, does this matter? This doesn't matter. What's the point of doing I this? I feel like that, sorry, bummer from beginning of the show is back. That's right. me. That's Go what ahead. I call myself. Bummer. Hi, bummer from beginning of the show. What happened back. to beet salads in the Holocaust? <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't end well for that. Right, I know. Um, I just think that's kind of a metaphor for life. What? Uh, what you said. <laughs> just kidding. Agreed. Um, I, no, I'm, I, I will explain. <laughs> Let's see if I can... can Go ahead. Can get out in, into the uh, podcast. I bet in you my can't. Head. <laughs> Here we go. Should we go around the room? I know. Yeah, <laughs> we should. Okay, let's do it. Who thinks I'll be able to articulate what I'm thinking? I think you will, but it might be a journey to get there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think you think you will be able to. That's, that's not an answer. <laughs> no. Hard no. (laughs) I already said no. Jeff? I think that you think that this stall is going to help you, but it's actually going to distract you, so no. That's already true. Hold on, hold on. Before you say it, everyone at the table has to agree that it makes sense, not just you. Okay. 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 It has to make sense to all of us, not just you. Those are the rules of judgment. Just... I just want to say, fuck all of you. <laughs> hey, I said you'll get there. Except Jen. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. But it was just going to be a journey. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant when I said, fuck all of you, but less so Jenna. Um, the idea of making a beautiful dinner and then your choice is, do I take a photograph of this or do I just experience this? And upon experiencing it, it's just... It's over. That's life. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, I have to admit. Prove all you wrong. Okay, I, I don't know if it's because I'm married to you, but that he got that it. did make sense. To me. So. Then you're the only one who was wrong. I feel like I'm very confused. Thank you. Oh come on! It's did no the, one understand it's what the, I mean? It's the thing where. 
what she's trying to say is <laughs> the challenge of life is to be in the it, do you yes. are you in the moment experiencing it or are you outside looking at it, it from outside capturing it documenting it but therefore not in it right being aware of the moment or being in the moment and also once you consume an experience the experience is gone daniel what is that that, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about dinner i think <laughs> no i'm thinking about mortality <laughs> right what's your done experience menacingly <laughs> i don't know what's happened to me you guys right what does that mean you're saying once you're done experiencing it it's over <sighs> i guess yeah <laughs> or are you saying that well so if you're just in the moment it's over sooner but if you're always um, an observer of the moment, you can ruminate on it long after the moment is over, but you never really experienced it in the first place. Mm. That's Ooh. not what I was saying, but I like that. No, I was just more thinking, well, I was just thinking that life is just fast. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Ferris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> life is fast, guys. Life is fast. <laughs> I really don't know what's going on. I really don't know what is happening to me. I just well, know that since having a baby, instead of feeling like infused with the meaning of life and connected to it all, even though I do feel that a little bit, I find myself thinking about mortality even more, which is something that really I did. I worried about things happening to other people, but my own mortality, I never really thought that much about. But all of a sudden I do because I'm just like, mm-hmm. I need to be here for him. I mean, I, I think that's normal. Yes. And I think about it all the time. Absolutely yes, normal. Yes, normal. I, I have it, no children, and I think about dying like four hours a day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're going to think about it anyway. But yeah. I mean, since Elliot came around, I well, we were just talking about this the other day, where I feel really sad when I... I was feeling really sad that day when he was... He looks at me, and he beams, and he's so happy. And I think, this little guy is so happy to see me, it's going to suck when he realizes how old I am. (laughs) You know, like, it's like, oh, bad news, buddy. Like, I'm not going to be here for your whole life. I'm going to, like, when you're 40, I'm going to be in my 80s, you know? And that, so it kind of, that sort of thought about my own mortality in relationship to him, and it comes up a lot in my mind. Daniel, my sister is 25, yeah, 26, and mm-hmm. her father is 78. Jeez. And you have never known two people who love each other as much as those two people. It, and she, she, and I also, by the way, I have an aunt who's 50. Yeah. And I have an aunt who's 80 from the same mother. Huh. My grandmother gave birth to my aunt when she was 47 or something like that. It's, and they had a amazing. very long, beautiful. It, it's not that I won't be close, it's that I won't be around that long. But maybe you'll live longer than you're imagining. Well, I feel like I have to take care, better care of myself, you know. So you it's it's it seventy five or something. I don't know why you're worried. About. <laughs> My grandfather died at eighty two, <laughs> and he was the oldest. I don't know. So I think about it in those terms. Plus, there's something about having a baby where it's like you are now you've been not leaving me before eighty five. Now 86. the baby, the baby. Now you've been replaced. You know, it's like the baby. Oh, like is, in the universe. Yeah, like now he's the most important thing. You're not the most important thing anymore. You know? And but are you saying that like you could just die now and no one would give a shit? No, no, no. I, I mean like you're, 
I'm not the I'm not the the center of my world anymore. Mm-hmm. He's the center of my world. So That's good. Yeah, it is good. It's good for the ego, but it also makes you feel like you're now, you know, you've been You're on the other side of it. You're like an appendage that's been tied off and is now ready to just atrophy and he's going to grow. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> You're not as vital. <laughs> you got a couple more years. Dark. Just, <laughs> I yeah. Oh, I, I he's think- the future. I'm just there. I'm here to make sure that he becomes a be- uh, the best man he can be mm-hmm. and is strong and gives it, give him everything. But my purpose in life is to to provide for him. My purpose in life is less about my own ambitions. I mean, not to say that's not important, but and it's important for him too. It's just that it's the it just the the center of focus has shifted a bit. And you have to teach him how to throw a football. Don't forget. Yeah. That. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> First, I have to learn how to throw a football. <laughs> By the way, throwing a football, I used to know how to throw a perfect spiral football. And then probably 20 years went by b- between when the last time I held a football <laughs> and I yeah. picked up a football and I threw it and it was the lamest duck throw of a football. You, these are skills that I just I lost the, the dude skills. It's not you like riding back. a bike. I don't know. I feel like the footballs got bigger or something. Like my hand they got did. smaller. They're much bigger than they were in the 70s. And 80s. <laughs> Maybe I was just used to throwing smaller footballs. <laughs> it's, it's inflation. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Was that a Tom Brady joke? No. I guarantee oh, you it was no, not. No, okay. That was an accidental Tom Brady joke. 100%. <laughs> it was a joke like how prices increase inflation, yes, but then I realized right. but balls are also inflated. So. I, I guarantee she has no idea even now what that means yes i do inflate gate that's okay. also wrong yeah. oh <laughs> who's that that's tom brady but it's deflate deflate, deflate. yeah i mean i was so in the you were close you know what yeah, you were close you were, you were, you were close. close i'll give you that i'll give you that i you could say I liked your first inflate. joke i thought it was good thank it was you right on. thank yeah. you but then no one went with it you could say inflate gate it just no <laughs> one would know it. no no it doesn't mean anything I think but it's a thing would. you could say i think people would know what you meant okay if you said it's still it's the same thing it's just the opposite <laughs> okay are we recording this because i don't feel like it's going very well okay ready just, here we go we're gonna okay. start now hey you guys oh see i even started the wrong i didn't call him a carb hi, hi allison <laughs> oh my I'm, it's goodness good to be back let's talk about the holocaust <laughs> is that is that your impression of this show so far Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, Daniel. Yes, sweetheart. You know it would be a great gift for Elliot to give you? Something from Omaha Steaks. Oh my god. We have the perfect Father's Day gift. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks and how this Father's Day for only 49.99 you can get my limited time Father's Day package when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter Rosen in the search bar to apply the savings. This is honestly I believe one of the best things I have featured on the show. And I feature a ton of great things, but this is like it's a uni- it's a no-brainer gift. It's a universal crowd pleaser and it is just a ton of food. Um so many people have already ordered this and have tweeted me to let me know it's how great. overjoyed they are. And they're excited that it's they're back that Omaha Steaks is back on the show. Uh Omaha Steaks offers everything he could want for his grilling needs, all the best cuts of beef bison from the Golden Plains, seafood, poultry, pork, veal, lamb, vegetables. You can even customize the cuts for your dad. Um, it's the highest quality cuts, one-of-a-kind flavor. It's just 
it's just amazing. And right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited time offer to my listeners for Father's Day. This is really an amazing deal. You'll get 80% off Omaha Steaks Father's Day package, which includes, here we go, two tender mild filet mignons, two bold beefy top sirloins, four crispy chicken fried steaks, four juicy boneless pork chops, four all beef Omaha steak burgers, four award-winning gourmet jumbo franks, 12 ounces of all beef meatballs, one pound of steakhouse fries, four made from scratch caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus get four additional burgers free. Again, get this limited time package for only $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com Type Rosen in the search bar. So just when you go there, there's a search bar. Type Rosen. It'll pull it up. So Rosen in the search bar and add Father's Day package to your cart. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type Rosen in the search bar. Grab your dad and fire up the grill. Is there anything better than that? Just firing up the grill, throwing a bunch of really good steaks on. Oh, my God. Throwing a perfect spiral. Throwing a perfect spiral. <laughs> if you can't throw a perfect spiral, make a good steak. You'll That's still right. be a man. That's right. You can make you up go. for it. Yes. Absolutely. Jenna, Al, how's how's packing going and moving good. stuff? Uh, we had our first yard sale. Oh, yeah. This what? past weekend. Crushed I it. have never had a yard sale. No, uh, like I've only been a patron of yard sales. <laughs> and it was very weird. What was it like? Uh, people Frantic. Show up, people show up way early. Yeah. Super early in like, groups. Did right? you advertise yes. it? I mean, is we that why? So I put an ad on Craigslist and then we parked the car on a busy street and said like 8 to 11, swing on up. by. Yeah. And people were driving by like at 7.15. Is like, it too uh, early? Because I'm like out there trying to set everything up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's too early. People <laughs> fucking love yard sales. Oh, they do. So we started goodness. at 8. Yes. And like by 8.10, it was so frantic. It was like, Jenna, price these. Get out. <laughs> it's sold. And people were like putting stuff on the things that they were claiming. Wow. They were like making Yeah, it was chaos. And Sam loved every minute. She was like running around showing people stuff. Like she got really into it. It <laughs> was, so but we sold everything for like dirt cheap. Everything was Which a was also why it was so frantic. Like give me an example of something. Like uh, a waffle maker for twenty five yeah. cents. Oh, oh, literally works. Like, a quarter. It works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everything works. Like, we we like a big like multifunction boom box iPod player. Whatever what? sold that for like three bucks. So you try basically, you were paying people to take your junk. Yeah. I would have paid the eighty dollars that we made for someone to come and take all this stuff mm-hmm. away. I see. So we felt like, hey man, yeah, we sold I'm, some bigger items for like five dollars, ten dollars, but that was like a fold big dresser mm-hmm. you know like big big stuff but everything that was just like on the grass that was like clothes kitchen items things like that 25 cents yeah like a full stack of like glass plates you one dollar one dollar wow yeah. yeah we were rock did anyone try to haggle with you yes <laughs> which was amazing that sounds so great and they would usually was- be like i'll give you three and i offered them five and then i'd be like okay three but you have to take three other things with you <laughs> and i would just pile into their bag <laughs> and make them take it yeah but that was kind of the fun of it, too, because, like, I, you know, one woman was like, how much is this? Oh, 25 cents. All right. Well, I'll look around and find three more things so you can, I'll just so I can give you a dollar. You know, right. it was great. We got rid of so much stuff. Was there anything that wouldn't sell? Yes. Al uh, still took a carload to the Goodwill. Yeah. Jenna had like a Dunkin' Donuts salt and pepper shaker or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that didn't sell. And I saw like Surprise. 10 people pick up and look at it, look through it, and just throw it to the ground. <laughs> um, I had a hug and kiss pillow. They did not sell. Nobody, I think they were worried. It said like the hug and then one said kiss and they yeah. were very cute that yeah. I had um, for a million years. 
Well, Nobody uh, wanted those. Maybe that's well, it's a pillow part you had for a million years, though. <laughs> Two pillows. Yeah, yeah, but there were some things that I go like, I cannot believe someone bought that used spatula for twenty five cents. You know what I mean? Like things where you go like, I don't even. I would one way girl, rather a use tiny, a spatula. Than tiny, tiny mason jar, tiny. Like I love. She walks up to it. I just love mason jars. <laughs> Yeah, and she bought it for twenty five cents. I love mason jars too. By but the way. this one, I, I mean, this mason. wasn't even like a fancy, cute one. Right, it didn't even have a vintage feel to it. It was like someone made jam for me from church, and I washed it out. And mason jars are really judged on the, the how tight the lid seals. Yeah, the really cheap ones are the spring loaded ones. They barely seal. You want a really oh, tight yeah. seal on mm. a mason jar. So this was not a super nice one. What's a non spring loaded mason jar? There's just some. There's some mason jars where the actual Closing mechanism feels like cheap and shoddy, mm. and you know that the thing is not really sealed airtight. Can someone explain to me why mason jar lids are like two part? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. There's the ring, and then there's the the yes. The, why? Because you can reuse the ring, but you cannot reuse the top part. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not to me. I'm gonna uh, see. Yes. Well, because you're canning them for a long period of time, right. so like it has bacteria, to seal properly. Oh. Food contamination. Yeah. Oh. That's kind of the purpose of it. Interesting. Uh, so I think if you're storing like, yeah. oh, this is where I just like keep my Tupperware type things. It probably you could probably like um, dishwash them or something. But right. but if you're like actually canning, where you want to keep it for a couple of years, correct? The, Hello, botulism. The hug and kiss <laughs> pillow were just decorative pillows. I don't ever think I even put my head on them. Just Still, saying. You just know, saying. I think you never hugged or don't kissed discriminate. <laughs> that's probably true there too. Was but like a glass too that said like one. It said like something party or something on it it was like a wine oh my gosh glass. yeah it was someone gave me like a gift where it had candy in the wine glass and it was just the one one wine glass that said like party time on it or something yeah nobody wanted that yeah no one felt like that was worth yeah <laughs> so um, really it was by the time we ended an hour later we ended two hours before wow, we even were going wow. to because yeah. by that time it's like there's only 15 things left on the grass now people are going to drive by and be like, ew, gross. There were people that walked by and just yelled from the window, like, bicycle? I'm like, no bicycle. And they just drove away. <laughs> that was, people, so, some people stop. Do you guys have any costume jewelry? We're like, no, we have nothing like have that. I mean, that. it was just amazing what people were out scouting it's for. It's also so nice. Like, I agree with Al. If someone came over to my house right now and said, give me $1,000 and I'll throw your garbage away. I would give it to them in one second. Yes. I the other day I loaded the truck up with all of our old electronics and I tried to recycle them. It's impossible. It is so hard. It's impossible. Best Buy won't take anything that's bigger than like a cable. Mm-hmm. I went to an electronics place in East LA and the guy wanted twenty dollars for every piece of electronics. I, he wanted me to pay him twenty dollars to throw a broken stereo away. So I just chucked him in the garbage. See, and this is really going to come alive for the listeners. See that rolled up rug that's leaning against the wall over there? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's giant, and it you. takes up most of the corner of that room. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to get rid of it. Maybe I should sell it. Yeah. Just do it. What you do is you leave it on the street and then put a Craigslist ad out, wonderful rug on the side of the street, this address, and then someone will come by within a few minutes. I don't yes. even think you need to do the ad. I used to live not too far from here, and I would just put things on the street, and they were gone before I could check on them. Hmm. Yeah, that happened. Like stuff mm-hmm. way worse than a nice carpet. And if you yeah. if you put it out there, you could put it out there and do nothing, and it it'll actually, be it, it'll be gone within an hour. But if you put a sign on that said 
non-disgusting carpet or nice carpet, right? More succinctly, it'd be gone. It's nice. It just has a ripple. It has ripples that I'm afraid people are going to trip on. So you're worried about strangers tripping on that carpet. I am. <laughs> it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. No, 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 not strangers. I'm worried about people on the show tripping on the carpet. Oh well, then you should put it on the street because who gives a shit? <laughs> I actually, I imagine there's some way to fix it or some way to. I mean, the ripples are minor. It just right. got to be a little. You know, it was. Oh, the ripple was always right by you. How yeah, do you feel about it? Stressed. Yeah. <laughs> I almost didn't want to come over today. Yeah. And the thing with the yard sales, you always find someone who shows up and goes, "I could do so much with this," and you go, "Like, great, do it." This yeah. mother daughter like duo showed up, and it looked like she was about to go to college. And we had like a little table and and Jenna's desk that she went to college with. That was like a really pretty nice desk. But it and was they were old like, and had some chips in the paint, you know. Yeah, but they were pumped. Like, oh, it's gonna go great. We're gonna like refinish it and do all this stuff. And you're like, that's right, because I just wanted to chop it up and burn it to the ground. Right. <laughs> so like, good. You're gonna use it. When you started preparing for the yard sale and got in the yard sale frenzy, yeah. Did you find that you? Because I imagine I'd be like that thing that you're using right now. We're selling it. Like let's sell everything, and then I'd end up missing my stuff. Uh, we mm. we did you err on the side of selling more or less? So uh, when we first were like, "Hey, we're moving," I I offered to Jenna to just leave everything, and we would just buy new stuff in the new even house. your couches. Absolutely, wow! I was like, "Let's just get rid of. Let's just open a, open up Craigslist. We'll let everyone into our home, and they can just whatever they can carry. Oh, that they sounds can take. so great." Um. But then, but see again, this is why I married Jenna. She pulls me back from the like, hey, you're being a little bit crazy. Uh, and so, and then we kind of found like a middle ground of yeah. like, let's just sell mostly everything. We <laughs> sold a lot of stuff, and and um, it felt felt freeing. So yeah, for us, it was like good. We, yeah. We're very house poor, but uh, we're okay with that. Did you sell the couches? No, we kept not, those. Uh, we need something one. to sit on for a while, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. not bad couches. They're very comfortable. You've sat in them. I like them. Yeah, I and like them. I, I, just, I remember them as being comfortable. Yeah, I believe it was. Was it Al? Was it the Patreon episode that you were on, Al, where you talked about the couches, or was that? Oh, probably. Yeah, that I paid just like that. It's like Tetris. Every apartment you go. Oh in. Yeah. my gosh! Yeah, the yes, first, they're yeah. huge. Yeah, I bought couches 10 years too early oh no that was this show that we talked about it maybe yeah something. it was this yeah. show because you were talking about being emotional about purchases that's right oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so those couches we're keeping them because they're still in pretty good shape eventually they're going to be like the comfortable basement couches you know where you're yeah. like we've had these couches forever you just kind of sink into them they mold to you mm-hmm. yeah they're going to be good couches for so the future it was wild a lot of a lot of uh we got rid of everything it was awesome it made us, I don't know, it kind of made me feel good too because there were some people who came who were like genuinely stoked about the prices of how cheap everything was and I felt like, gosh, I'm excited that they were so excited. Yeah, it that felt That felt fun, yeah. Yeah, cool, because well, we had bought like a weird, we, you buy like a weird TV stand that you can hang a TV on and you go like, it no longer works for anything ever again, mm. but it's in great condition and someone, we paid insane amount of money for it and someone gets it for five dollars and you go like wow like that's a good deal for you and they're excited about it and so you kind of feel like oh hey i like i did something sort of good today Mm. and then uh 
the other bags, I just drove by really fast at Goodwill and just threw them and drove away. Because <laughs> I'm always worried at Goodwill that I'm going to be like dropping the bag off and they're like, no, 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 we're not taking any more. And you're like, no, please, you have to take my stuff, please. <laughs> Didn't that happen to us, Daniel? Didn't you get turned away from the first Goodwill did, you went to? I did, but I was going, was it like right after Christmas or something? It was, it, I went it was the wrong time to the be charitable. time to go, yeah. Um, <laughs> wrong so. time. Too to many be people being charitable. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't accepting any more donations near us, but there, you know, you just find another one. The only thing that I thought was really weird is I'm dropping all the stuff off and all I can hear is the workers inside just going, psh, psh, like smashing glass. And I'm like, they're not even treating this stuff well. They're just throwing glass against the wall is what it sounded like. Huh. No, they're just going to throw all our stuff away for it. That but. wine glass that never <laughs> party time. used. Party time wine glass got smashed. I have weird feelings about the Goodwill. I take stuff there fairly frequently, but I feel like I'm giving them my trash in some way. <laughs> and I like it fills me with guilt because I'm always like, is this shoe really going to wind up on someone's foot? Or is it just going to like be in a giant warehouse full of like other people's garbage? Mm. So I like I, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of Allisoning out on the right way to like phrase this, but like <laughs> I ooh wait hang on wait. do we think he's gonna, I think he will uh, yeah he I'm gonna will. nail it yeah, yeah, clearly, definitely, definitely but I feel will. like I wish there was some more tangible way for me to like go here's the shoe here's the, rather than just like being like rich white guy coming through bag full of garbage have a great day like <laughs> like you want to put the like it just feels well if you announce it person. like that. Well, I don't do that. It's just Jenna. one shoe. I go in like, there very much like, one "Hey, here are some things." Hopefully, and the woman's like, "Come over there, have a great day." But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the goodwill feels I like I don't yet. You want a ceremony for each I know, item? No, I know. It, feel, what it you feels mean. like it feels like a garbage can like for rich you're people. Giving more work to somebody that's unnecessary, and it just that, feels like. Yeah, where is this stuff really going? Right, right. right. But have you seen the inside of a thrift shop? There's a fine line between <laughs> thrift shop item for sale and garbage. Yeah, I know. And I've seen uh, people yes. pick things up in thrift shops, and I just think you're buying garbage. Yeah, but they love it. So my thought is, and I, I've had the same thought, but my thought is, give it to the people at the thrift shop. They have a whole infrastructure to evaluate whether or not something is saleable, and if they don't like it they'll throw it out you give them the options you're going to throw it out anyway you mean goodwill and thrift store interchangeably yes right okay yeah. I, jenna and i went to a thrift store we were like we were on a date sam was in bed we had a babysitter hot and we, had, and we didn't know well it was one of those <laughs> where you like, like we were in utah and well, my the, mom was like we'll watch i'll watch sam you guys should get out and go somewhere and we had nothing to you do. eat food and then you go like what are we what are the, yeah it was like we didn't there were no movies we wanted to see we're in utah we're like and you know like what are we gonna do and i was like let's go to that there we drove past a thrift store and we went in you can go I, throw rocks at things could, <laughs> i know well, we i just, offered to throw stuff off a bridge with her oh, we did <laughs> that actually was a on the table so we go in and we find a fog machine i know and we were like crazy pumped running around this thrift shop and then we went and plugged in and didn't work didn't work oh, oh. man See, that, but we should... were super excited yeah. five bucks for a fog machine that yeah. you kidding me that's probably well cheap i don't know the going rate for fog machines but i bet that's a deal. more than 150 whatever they are 150 yeah. for a yeah. fog machine 75 bucks quite a bit didn't work yeah. And really, I was like, I can't fix it. seems right, a, right in the zone for fog machines. Is it? You think you can get an $85 fog machine? <laughs> Not one that works right, that's for sure. <laughs> I bet people spend even, Jeff, you're going to need to I'm, I'm sure high-end ones are I'm crazy. I'm already typing but in. If fog machine center. was my item up for bid on the prices right, I would, I would assume everyone had overbid, and that would bid $1. 
Oh yeah, I'm thinking like musicians' friend fog machine. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, they're yeah. always like seventy five, hundred fifty bucks somewhere really? like that. Yeah. Oh, you so you actually yeah. know because I would guess two two fifty yeah. for a fog machine seems reasonable. I mean, not reasonable. You've overpaid. Well, like, possible yeah. musicians' friend. That's kind of like the low end when you're like fourteen. You're like, mm. man, I'm gonna get that Les Paul in a fog machine. Daniel, <laughs> I'm gonna make it. Did you know your grandma was on The Price Is Right and won a whole bunch of shit? Which grandma? <laughs> your mom's mom. I think I, I, I had forgotten that, but I think I had heard that. She won a trip to Hawaii. Like, did she a, win the showcase show? I, I think she probably did. Guess. She won a ton of stuff. Your mom was telling me, huh? A ton of stuff. Yeah, I, I remember. He, I, now that's ringing a bell. I, I think she won a thousand placemats or something. Where it's like this is impractical. Yeah, <laughs> it was just an embarrassment of placemats. I wonder huh. how she did on that big giant wheel that you have to spin. Mm. I've always wanted. It's to do funny that, that I spun that wheel. Have you really? I have. Yeah, I was on the set once and I spun the wheel. Doesn't the um, doesn't the Museum of Radio and Television have archives where you could go look yeah. at old mm-hmm. shows? I wonder if you could go look at old Prices Right and find the, find the episode. I'd have to figure out what episode. You know, there's probably so many. Right, have to figure yeah. out. Like one almost every day. It's not like my grandma's in IMDb and you could look up which episode <laughs> she was on. You know, <laughs> it's Jeff, too bad. You seem aghast at some costs. There. There appear to be multiple fog machines at Guitar Center, which I will liken to Musician's Friend. Yeah, for sure. $40. What? Oh, wow. I did wow. overbid. But Technology these days. Really they might be along. yeah, a low-end They're shitty water, fog but, machines. Yeah. 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 Though that's the stuff they get you on, where you're like, yeah. I bought a wireless it, guitar it's system, really, and it's like 100 bucks, and it can't go more than three feet. It's yeah. just really just a guy named Mitch who smokes a cigarette <laughs> in a corner <laughs> for, 40, the whole- for 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are a bunch that go up to two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. Oh, that well, turns out we're so it depends all on the right model. Ish. Yeah. I'm going to link to a fog machine on Amazon so that you guys can all go get a well priced fog. Machine. Everyone needs a good fog machine. You never know. <laughs> When you need to just perform, increase the atmosphere. Make your own haunt, haunted well, house. Throw a foot box. up on the monitor. That's right. Let your hair down. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's the fog it juices where they get you, though. Oh, yeah, that's juice, really man. where they really stick it to you. You got to buy that shit in bulk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Segway. A Segway would be good. Someone give me one. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, <laughs> Father's Day is just around the corner and dads are impossible to shop for. It's difficult to find something that feels special, but that he'll actually use. You're probably always waiting to the last minute. I'm telling you something. I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling it to you. All, to- all tenses. All of it. That is an amazing gift. A shave set from Harry's. Before they were sponsors on the show, I yeah. purchased Harry's shave sets people in my family so such as myself I, that's right and i still use it i love it <clears throat> i've subscribed to harry's for two years i think since harry's, the very beginning it's a mm-hmm. it's my razor of choice quality yeah. product it's a great gift uh our friends at harry's have a special offer that you're going to love and dad will too get five dollars off one of their shave sets at harrys.com slash best friend uh it's the perfect father's day gift it's super useful it's high quality it's amazing uh and I have the shave set right Ooh, in front nice of box. me. Yeah, it's a super fancy box. Open it up. It's got the razor that has a great hand feel. It's got this chrome stand that the razor stands in. It's got extra blades. It's got a little blade cover. And then it has this product here, which is foaming shave gel. It soothes and hydrates. And it's in this oh, little can. Yeah, it's nice. in a pretty fancy can. It's going to look... 
pretty good on your dad your and dad on the pr- counter. That's where I was going. And whose dad that. doesn't like fancy cans? <laughs> That's right. Uh, 100% quality guarantee, full refund if you're not happy. $2 a blade or less, which is half the price of the leading five-blade razor brand. Shave sets start at just $15, not to mention $5 off when you go to harrys.com slash best friend. You get a razor handle, moisturizing shave gel, and three of Harry's five-blade precision-engineered razors. Uh, go to harrys.com slash best friend right now to redeem a special offer for fans of the show. Harry's will give you $5 off one of their shave sets. This is for a limited time only, so act now. That's harrys.com slash best friend to get $5 off and help support the show. I think now would be the time to do some iTunes comment of the week, but actually now would be the time to tell you guys that I'm on Patreon. After the show, we're going to record a special Patreon after the show. It's a lot of after the show, but it's just an after show. It's a Patreon bonus episode (laughs) with all these people at the table. Uh, Patreon is super fun. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Different reward levels. So there's a level where you get bonus episodes. Jeff was on a bonus episode. Jenna's been on more than one. Al's been on. Greg's been on. Daniel's been on. It's a lot of bonuses. I guess you haven't been on specifically a bonus episode. Well, you and I were doing our TV bonus episode, and now you've you've rekindled the TV club podcast, and now you're doing it weekly for mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. That's right. That's a bonus. Some would say. <laughs> I mean, I assume there have to be people who would say that. It's not less content. That's no, for sure. That's right. Yeah, check it's it out. A level ha- where you... You know, listen... It's good. It's good for the ears. There's a level where you get access to an exclusive live video stream, which, by the way, I may turn that on for a little while when we do our after show. Anything could happen. Also, there's a level where you get merch in the mail. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Thank you for the Patreon support. Okay, now let's do iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Now, I realize it's very, it's very self-indulgent to be reading comments about how great the show is, even if I firmly believe naked, narcissistic, me, me, me centric (laughs) kind of segment. Yes, it's that. So to temper it, I am now also presenting a shitty comment, even though I think that clearly it's false. But just to show that it's not all positive, Allison, it's just mostly positive. Yeah. I think that is an excellent move. Thank you very much. I've always thought like... Boy, this segment is really no, self No, I have not thought that, but I... <laughs> I'm a firm believer that like being okay with the fact that people think you suck is a good thing. Thank you. Thank you. I've grown. <laughs> honey, honey, start being okay with the fact that people <laughs> people think you suck. I can't be. Oh, oh, but my hesitation always. My hesitation in doing that though is I don't want to inc- I don't want to be like, look, we're paying attention to the negativity and then encourage more negativity. That's my concern. I understand. It this makes sense. The, we just want positive comments. Yeah. Okay. Any preference on... Uh, Order? Uh, yeah, or should we just guess? Uh, guess which ones. Let's do... Let's people do. wonder which one I'm reading first. Oh, yeah, let's guess. Let's do that. <laughs> Listener from day one, by no invite, 
In early 2012, someone suggested I check out these things called podcasts, scare quotes, to help pass the time while I was at a mind-numbing job in my former career. I wanted to listen to a female comedian, and I found ARIYMBF's very first episode, just introducing the fact that she would be coming out with a podcast. I immediately subscribed, and ever since her very first interview with Pete Holmes, zigging and zagging, I was hooked. I love Allison's interview style on the Monday shows. She's introduced me to so many fascinating people and helped me learn more about some of my favorite comedians as well. I followed all the incarnations of the Thursday gang, and Allison's leadership and comedic presence has made any has made any transitions in this group absolutely flawless. I actually had never heard of Allison's former employee employer before, so I started listening to him because of her. She was the best part of that show, and when she left, so did I. Solidarity, sister! I've told so many people about ARIYMBF, they probably think we actually are best friends. Finally, I want to thank Allison for always being there and putting out podcasts week after week for those of us who have really come to rely on them. She's gotten me through a major career change, trouble getting pregnant, the birth of my own son a few months ago, his time in the NICU, and the first few sleepless months of his life. In this crazy world, it's so comforting and hopeful to know that there is a genuinely kind person like Allison sharing her talent and her story with us. That was the negative one. <laughs> yeah, now let's hear something positive. <laughs> Thank you so much for that super nice comment. You are the best. And and I love that uh, we have similar NICU experiences. Mm-hmm. All right, let's bring it on. A baby podcast in the comedy of category and the in the comedy category. Category comedy of comedy. Of category. <laughs> oh. By La Chantois. Oh. Le Chat Noir. <laughs> Allison is self indulgent, insecure, and seems to have an underlying control slash anger issue. <laughs> I do not if you want ninety percent self centered baby talk and ten percent comedy, subscribe away. <laughs> I did also I'm doing baby talk. I don't know. Yeah. Into the podcast. Ninety percent. What is it? What's the ratio of this woman? Ninety percent self-centered baby, baby talk, talk and ten percent. Hey, that's ten percent comedy though. It's quite a bit of comedy actually. <laughs> I mean, really. Self-centered baby talk. I'm not sure I'm I even the understand best that. Baby. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> it's all me. My mate. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> mine. <laughs> so anyway, I was looking up stuff about the Holocaust. <laughs> Wait, now I feel like I can't do a baby voice. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. <clears throat> Our doggies <laughs> used for experimentation. <laughs> I want the podcast to be about me. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that is like when I try to do any accent. How can you do a baby? Uh, it's hard. Hey, everybody, I just went to my dinner, baby. That's pretty good, Jeff. I googled it. Bad things. <laughs> <laughs> Babies were killed by the Nazis. <laughs> it was so sad. Oh my god! She's my Snuggleberries. <laughs> you were a little bit drunk when you said said she's my Snuggleberries, weren't you? Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> okay, that was always my sense of it. I had been drinking. 
And when I drink, <laughs> and when I drink, I pick up my dog and call her Snuggleberries. Apparently. <laughs> and when you get stoned, you take artful pictures oh, of yes. her. Oh, those pictures are so the good. Best pictures. I still so think about those pictures. Pictures are laugh. so good. <laughs> oh my god, that was truly an embarrassing moment. <laughs> oh. Those pictures are so good. For I any, doubted. For any listener who doesn't know, when we went to Bumber Shoot in Seattle. Daniel accidentally ate a pot cookie and <laughs> couldn't get off the ground, but while on the ground, took a bunch of photos of Wendy with like an orchid in the middle of them. She's just staring at me like, what the fuck? She looks, she looks like she's have. she looks like a representation of what you are feeling, which is just... I feel like she looked concerned. So, yeah, she did. <laughs> this is not right. I'm not going to torture him right now. I'm going to indulge him because any sudden movements. Uh... Daniel. Uh-oh. Could you, so Daniel and I went to an open house this weekend All where right. I realized mm. I really don't want to live in a hilly area. I seem to have some kind of hill phobia. You realized this a while ago. I realized it a while ago when I said I'd rather not live. I'd rather not. Like we looked at a house that was in the hills and I said I'm not into living in the hills. But I keep thinking it's just like maybe I can get over it because there's a ton of great houses in the hills and it feels like a weird thing to just have a like I don't want to live on the hills thing. By the way, you- however, I realized it is very firmly entrenched. I do not feel comfortable in hilly areas. And we were exploring why and your answer was I'm, because you're afraid of heights. I think that must be what it is. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Wait. Okay. She's afraid of, tum- I guess, tumbling down the hill or something. I'm not <laughs> Were you guys sure. looking on the edge of Half Dome for a new place? No, like, it wasn't at all. There aren't that many like, sheer cliffs in LA. It wasn't even on a cliff. It was no, just it's like... weirdly was actually a fairly flattish pretty wide flat, street. Pretty flat. But, you have, but there's a lot of hills you have to get to to get to the house. It was, Is it earth? No, so it's not earthquake. It's not, nope. it's not no, landslide. It's just you're well, higher than the... It's like if you get the right view, you look out over the valley, let's say. The valley is down. You could fall... Into the valley. Into the valley or something. Like, you're a high, right? Yeah, that's part of it. (laughs) Well, I did say to Daniel, if we were going to consider this house, then what about landslides? I mean, I did ask all those questions. Yeah, it's just my general sense of, like, things that are built on the side of a hill. How do we know that they're really stuck in there? If it was on stilts, there are houses you can find that are on, like, stilts. And I I cannot imagine living in a house like that, where it's basically just propped up by a bunch of, of posts. Yeah, that scares me. Uh, mm-hmm. But this wasn't that. This was No, it really wasn't. And yet I still don't want to live this is like on a, a LA street. A, a really nice house in our price range in a very nice neighborhood with the best school district. It did have that. Uh, that just happens to be in the hills. And so forget it. <gasps> Look, I could be talked into it if you want me to be miserable. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I could be talked into it. I could be talked into it. It's just not my first choice. My first choice is flat, wide streets with trees where you can walk your dog as opposed to you get really winded walking your dog and also trying to learn to roller skate would be very dangerous. (laughs) Or ride your bike. Or cars could whip around. Plus there's coyotes. I don't know. I just... I think, Does anyone else I have think this hill the hills thing? the hills around LA uh often the, the roads are very narrow. That scares and me. And people drive them a little too fast and there's not a sidewalk. So I get what you like it's not pedestrian friendly walking your dog. It feels very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um 
this wasn't that big wide street <laughs> but there sidewalk were, but, but think about I, the way we got to the house there were yeah. so many windy streets i would never right. if i ever left the house i would never find it again except there was another way in that was uh oh very very straightforward that's true <laughs> but I, I i'm not gonna i don't care the house wasn't so amazing that i would talk you into it and the danger with talking you into anything is that then for the rest of my life <laughs> I have to hear about how you don't like it and that's just not worth it ever. Well, I'm glad we agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, interestingly, I googled I'm afraid to live on a hill or like I'm afraid of hills and it, it, nothing really comes up. <laughs> There's no like TLC uh, reality program no, about like, help, I'm afraid of I'm hills. I'm afraid to live on hills. <laughs> help, I'm all- a little person baker and I'm afraid to live on a hill. <laughs> there are people who are afraid of slopes. Hmm. Like so- our president. Did you hear that? He's afraid to, go- to He's afraid of stairs, ra- right? He's afraid of ramps. Oh, really? And stairs. Slopes. Yes. I know that made me uncomfortable for Allison's a moment. going handheld. Oh, ma- w- folks, <laughs> she's going to start working the room. I know. There we go. Move, up, move the mic stand aside with your other hand. Thanks for coming out. So anyway. Really getting, really getting comfortable. <laughs> you know why? It's because I, it's so that I can talk into the mic while leaning down and petting Wendy because she just did her. She did one bark, the signal she's about to bark. What is the deal with those things <laughs> on the ends of your shoes? I mean, what are they called? Uh, who, someone making these things? Next up, Allison. She's very funny. Give it up for Allison Rose. <laughs> so anyway, there are similar fears, but not that fear exactly. But anyway, too anyways in like the space of four words. Daniel, could mm-hmm. you do for them what you told me, which is the, your internal monologue at an open house? Well, especially this open house, there were a lot of people there. So this is my... Inter- this is my internal monologue while I'm walking through an open house. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. <laughs> fuck off. You fucking assholes. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you like that bedroom? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah, check out the garage. Oh yeah, it's a big get the, get out of here, you motherfucker! Oh. <laughs> Fucking dick bag. Y'all gonna have a cookie? Yeah, free that, cookies. That's what I come here for. I come here for free cookies. Get the, cookies get the out fuck of? out. This one did have cookies. Yeah, cookies. Mm-hmm. Shit, I almost want to buy a house. In fact, cookies. this is now the second open house we've been at that's had some snacks, and I find the whole thing is kind of figuring out how much of the house do I have to look at before I can surreptitiously sneak into the kitchen and survey the snacks so it doesn't seem like that's all I care about. Mm. <laughs> that's a Louis C.K. joke. Remember that thing where he's it at is? like, yeah, it's, mm. he's at like his kids, a party for like his, some kids things and there's a plate of cookies there and he just keeps making circles to try to distract from the fact that he's just there to eat the cookies. Oh. I'm not saying your joke wasn't funny. I'm just saying it reminded me of that thing. Yeah, he got that from me. I know he did. Mm-hmm. I know. No one's debating that. <laughs> Let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay. Mr. Boinkity says, just me or everyone, I want to be fashionable, so go to look at Hollywood celebrity pics to get ideas. When I see what they wear, I think, fuck that. Oh, um, yeah, I don't, 
celebrity fashion? No. Yeah. yeah. We saw a celebrity this weekend. And before we figured out it was celebrity, we both, after the fact, when we were talking about seeing this person, had thought, who's that weirdo wearing that weird outfit? And then it <laughs> yes. was like someone super famous. Who was it? Katie Holmes. I'll say it. It was Katie Holmes. Wow. Ooh, pretty famous. Yeah. Where'd you yeah. see her and what was her outfit? She was at We're the, at the uh, Americana. Glen- Americana in Glendale. And she was she had jeans that were um, like a flare jean, but mm-hmm. they were cut at the bottom, so you could just see the initial part of the flare. So they were like capri length. Oh, okay. But then kind of like scraggly. They looked like pirate pants, like <laughs> scraggly at the bottom because they'd been cut. Okay. And then they were really high up, almost probably at least to her belly button. Mm-hmm. And then she had this little white blouse on that was sort of off the shoulder with like a big flare collary type. Is it boho chic? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then um what looked like men's dress shoes. They were like Is she really just, tall and thin? She's yeah. tall and thin and I love And of she's questions. beautiful. <laughs> Al? What were some of your questions? Beautiful. But I yeah. A lot of ruffles happening. A lot of ruffles. Not into it. Yeah. So no, I don't go. I, celebrity fashion just makes me go like, nah, I'm doing. It's all a right. lot easier for dudes because a lot of times if you like see what a celebrity dude is wearing, he just has a nice suit on. Yeah, yeah. they're not quite as eccentric. You know, they're not wearing like a like a gold mirror thing or whatever mm-hmm. on the stairs some, of the Met Gala or whatever. Some so, some dudes do, but some, for the most part, like you could just have a really nice suit on, and you could, and Tom Hardy in theory could have the same thing on. Yeah, Kanye's trying to change that. It depends on the... But there are some guy (laughs) celebrities who are a little more flamboyant where you're like, I can never pull that off. Most of my my tips are from uh, Weird Al Yankovic. He he knows how to dress. I... When we were in Tokyo, I bought like a high fashion jacket. Oh, I think you mentioned this. Um, That we have since taken to calling the FJ or the fashion jacket. (laughs) It's like I have one thing now that is like please, ridiculous. Please tell me it was leather, but black and white leather. No, it's like, like a, it's a traditional. I can't remember what those jackets are called. A Harrington coat, like a zip up slim fit coat, but it has like a super deep hood, like <laughs> an Ewok, and you can't even see my face. Like the hood is like four feet deep, and the zipper is diagonal. Yes, oh. yes. And what made you buy it? I fucking love. I like put it on. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this jacket so much. I lo- Like, the hood is ridiculous. When I put it on, <laughs> like, people walking by you would immediately be like, the what fuck the is that also wearing? <laughs> and when it's super yes. windy, it, like, catches all this wind. Um, but there's something about it when I put it on. And it's unquestionably the most expensive piece of clothing I've ever bought in my life. How much? I'm not telling you, but it's, it's very expensive for me. Was it more than a fog machine? Yes. Was it... Allison, come a on. Fancy fog machine. <laughs> four figures. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. It's the most expensive piece of clothing I've ever bought. Yes. And I can't wear question. four figures. But one thing I did not figure out about it is that it's so slim fit <laughs> that I can't wear anything under it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how did you try it on? Well, here's Good the thing. Question. So I'm in this weird paradox with the fashion jacket where I can only wear it when it's hot. <laughs> So the only way I can put the fashion jacket on is to have a shirt, like with a shirt on, no problem. Long sleeves, no fashion jacket. Sweatshirt, nothing else can go under the fashion jacket. So the, you can only wear it on those days where it's like 
oh, it's 64 fashion jacket or whatever. And it's going to be 70 in the afternoon. And in the morning, you can show up in the fashion jacket, but then you have to take it off. You could wear that this super is... tight-fitting thermal stuff that you, you get Keep for... Boil. I'm telling you, there is like a nano-inch of space between my arms and the fashion jacket. This is what women go through all yeah, year round. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone... This is not an insult. Is there anyone who likes the fashion jacket besides you? Like, how does Ayala feel? How does your she wife feel about it? She had a number of questions about the purchasing of the fashion jacket. <laughs> Most of them were, in fact, there was only one question and it was repeated many times and it was, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? Basically. And then she was like, you know, how often do you think you're going to wear it? And I was like, I just, I, I, I'm, I want this jacket. Um, it's very difficult to zip up and this Japanese woman kept zipping it up and I was like, how did you do that? And then I would unzip it and, and then I couldn't rezip it and then she would perfectly rezip it. But I've since figured out how to zip it. But I broke the zipper because I didn't know how to zip it and I had to get it fixed. <laughs> but then I had a guy fix it. Anyway, fashion jacket. I am, From now on, anytime it's 60 degrees, it will be referred to as fashion, fashion jacket, jacket weather. weather. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I almost thought today... Oh, I was going to say it's almost in my car, but it's not. I, I, I had to hang it up. I almost thought about wearing it today because oh. I knew you would laugh so hard at oh. it. But oh, I, I do have had. a fashion jacket. Yeah, I do. Oh, I have a picture of it on my phone, actually. Oh, oh good. Can you show us the fashion jacket when you show us the office yes. sculptures? Wendy's in a box right now. I don't know what's going on. Digging into a box. Yeah, she's looking for a comfy bed. She's burying one of those whimsies that I gave her a whimsy and this is her new thing she never buries stuff though she this is a new thing where she tries to find a spot to to enjoy it to where enjoy. no one will or to, bear, or to bury it like in pillows or whatever interesting Danielle Lynn says no matter how many times someone shows me a YouTube video no, no matter how many times someone shows me or how many YouTube videos I watch I will never learn to fold a fitted sheet hashtag just ball it up yeah Definitely. Mm-hmm. I kind of... Life's I, too short. Yeah. I can fold one. I know. You You oh. looked up YouTube videos. Yeah. It's not that hard. You and Martha Stewart. You have to fold all of our sheets. I feel like that's something Al should know how to do. I don't. I don't care about them at Al all. Al is yeah. not... So folding is not his specialty. I will... I will... Yeah, I see it as just unimportant. Yeah, I agree with Al. Um, yeah. I, I just go it. like, whatever. I'm just going to unfold it and wear it. Agree with Al. Agree with Al. Yeah. Agree with Al. Leela Rolling Stone says, people's bare feet at the beach doesn't bother me, but seeing people's bare feet anywhere else in public makes me want to die. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, it doesn't bother me at the pool either. Yeah. I yeah. think that's included in at the beach. Well, I'm just saying like those are places where. I generally speaking, I'm barefoot like the whole summer. In my house and stuff at the beach, but mm. if you go into a restaurant and someone doesn't have their shoes on, that's fucking gross. Yeah, yeah. Sure. or like yeah. an airplane when people take their shoes and oh. socks. Oh, oh. animals! Oh. I know. Yep. But wait, did you say shoes and socks or just shoes? Shoes and socks. You've not seen. Bare no, no, no feet. but but you're okay with socks. No, that's bad. But the if you take it's bad to take the shoes off. It's worse to take the socks off. I I take the shoes off. Yeah, I know. And. I mean, I don't know that you do. And I, I mean, don't yeah, put them back on when I have to go to the bathroom. And it bums my wife out okay, so I will make I will make one concession. If you're on a really long flight, then I'm okay with if it. If I'm like LA to Portland or whatever, I keep them on. But if I'm like LA to Kuala Lumpur or whatever, look, those shit's exactly. coming off. Exactly. If, if, if you're LA to New York it's and it's a late flight, take your shoes off. That's fine. But don't take the socks off. Taking your socks off, you're, a, you're an animal. Yeah. You should be deported. <laughs> That's you're, true. You're a beast. Yeah. It's horrible. Do we deport animals? 
Yeah. You might yeah, have to Google so, it. Yeah. <laughs> Google it just to be sure. They you know. deported to the Holocaust. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, JMOS for A-Rose says, constantly look both ways while I'm crossing the street, even if it's one way. Yeah, I do that. Sure. Yep. Is there not anyone here? No who, one has any commentary I, I even do that. that. Now every day I walk uh, from my car to work, I have to cross train tracks. And he has so, a terrible parking spot. No, I've actually found a really good one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But it's like secret. On the other side of the tracks? Literally on the other side of the tracks. <laughs> I don't walk across the tracks and then back over the tracks. What? Anyway, <laughs> what? Anyway, I the, the 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 guard things won't be down, and I'll still look both ways. I'm I almost got hit by a train when the thing didn't go. Oh down. Oh my once. god! I've told you this. I don't think you have. I was in Tucson. I was driving. Oh yes, and you told me this on the our first tracks, date. I think the, the the tracks cut through buildings, <laughs> so you couldn't see if the train was coming. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like if there if there there are buildings on either side of the tracks, you just can't mm. see it from the road. And I was driving, and the the thing didn't come down. And I went across, and I looked to my right, and the train was ten feet away. That's very scary. And it was like, oh shit! <laughs> just fucking barely missed me. Did you tell Allison that on your first date to just show your dangerous side? Is that like you're like, I'm a dangerous guy, <laughs> Listen, Allison? Listen, honey, <laughs> I'm on my sixth life. <laughs> um, why would that have? Come? I don't it, know why that. No, would it up. wasn't that story. There was oh. a long story. About oh, something that happened with a car or something where you were sort of in peril. And I remember you told it and like I tuned out maybe two Glad nothing's changed. I tuned out at the beginning and then I was like, I don't know how to tune back in. I oh, don't no. know what's going on. And so I was trying to keep up with the story. But and there was like I think there was some emotion involved in the story and I just right. was like I don't know. I don't know how to tap tap into the story that anymore. To you, and that's when you just go, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Like you just have to find some bullshit like platitude line to jump in at and and sympathize. Right. Yeah. Do you know what story that could have been? Now, nowadays, you'll just like <laughs> just look at me and then start checking Twitter. So I, you don't even. You know, I go, okay, she's checked out. But really, do you know what story that would have been? Uh, something to do with my <laughs> so the story had something to do with my car, <laughs> and it got emotional. Yeah, no, that's all I, I know of this story. It just got slightly no, it just got slightly emotional. It was like a really long drive or a mountain or something. Oh oh oh, I do know this story, oh, but I were listening. <laughs> Give um, us the thumbnail version. Uh, I was. In college, it was summer, so I was living uh, near campus at USC, which if you know where USC is, it's pretty bleak, and it's really bleak in the summer, and fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, do we have any more just me or everyone's? Oh, fuck it. But what's the like... Nope. (laughs) <laughs> just just like, elevator pitch just like, yeah. like, Hit by a car I'm not fucking telling the oh, story Move on, <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Okay just a, just a couple sentences It ended with me killing a prostitute <laughs> her in the desert. No I would have remembered that Pass 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 <laughs> Get the fuck out of here <laughs> Kate Rambles says 
feel bad for some poor, clueless 13-year-old girl out there every time I carelessly toss the tampon directions away. Now, it, initially, I was confused by this one, thinking sad for them because they needed these directions you're throwing out. I think she just means remember when you yes. needed directions. Yes. Yes. She doesn't think that the instructions she's throwing away are harming teenage girls? Mm-hmm. I, don't think she, I don't think it's like that. <laughs> Sometimes I think I've had my period for so long. Oh, I feel that way. Just me or everyone? <laughs> I, get, I get that feeling too, honey. <laughs> Jamos for A-Rose says, Sometimes I think I've had my period for so long. Al? <laughs> Jamos for A-Rose says, <laughs> Usually drink raw... Water, usually drink water because I think I should be drinking it to stay hydrated, not because I'm actually thirsty. All right, I have something to say. feel like no matter what symptom you mention, someone will say, are you drinking enough water? And so we all walk around thinking we need to be drinking more water. However, whenever I give a urine sample and I put it on a tray next to other people's urine samples, I noticed myself that mine is clear and other people have very varying shades of yellow. So I think I'm probably overhydrated. Water can yeah. suck a dick. <laughs> and I'm overhydrated with not water. How with refresh. How, how many times have you ever done that in your life? A bunch. Really? Uh yes, because with the IVF, I feel like you had to yeah. do that. Well, how often was your urine interacting with other urines? Yeah. Oh, you I've, see a at, lot of urine when you give urine the, you when, you when you're pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Because Ooh. they'll say, they'll, you have to pee every time. They yeah. check you every time you have an appointment. And then at mine, at least, they tell you, just put it on the tray when you're done. Yep. So you like put it in a little cup and then you put it, or no, you the, the, the cup that you pee in has your name on it. I mean, they write it on it. It's not like your own. It's not like your own party time cup. Right. I, I always thought it was it a bad a idea. You don't bring your own kiddish cup for I, piss? I always <laughs> thought it was a bad idea to put a sign on that tray that said free apple juice. I don't know why they <laughs> did that. I was honestly always a little bit worried that I would absentmindedly bring it to my mouth. I drank my own piss one time. <laughs> of course <laughs> you did. There it is. Um, There's the Greg we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you missed me? I drank my own piss. Uh, I was in a drive through coming home from a party. Uh, and on the way to the drive-thru, I pissed in a old uh, fast food cup that I had in my cup holder. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And I went to Jack in the Box on Lincoln, and I put a new cup holder, a new cup in there, and I immediately grabbed the old piss and chugged it. <laughs> Wait, you chugged, chugged it? it? I got enough in my mouth where I drank. <laughs> I drank some before I was able to spit it out. Oh, what did it taste oh, like? snap. Like piss. It tasted well, horrible. <laughs> It's safe though, so you're good. I had just pissed. I guess the fear is that it's warm. warm. I guess the fear is that you do it and it's delicious, and you find that you really like. Yeah, I don't have that thing. Free soda. Wow. Hang on. They gave me two. But you say it tasted like piss. Not all of us know what that tastes like. Was it like? um, Do you know what shit tastes like? No, but I imagine it's not good. What can you? It tastes like what it smells like. I think that one I haven't eaten. His taste like. It wasn't like I imagine like if you had paint varnish in your mouth, like like just like this is something I super super um salty, super piss like. Like it's like like, piss. um, See, I didn't know if it would be salty. Like it almost had like an elemental element, like a potassium taste. Uh. It's don't ever do it. It's disgusting. 
Hmm. Wait, wait. Don't ever do it? Yeah, don't, don't ever <laughs> okay. do it. Okay. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Noted. People out there, don't drink your own pee. Jenna, make that sound again. What sound? <laughs> what you think it might taste like. Oh, like when you know when you eat sip something or eat something, it makes that like makes the back of your jog like yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's what I imagine <laughs> drinking urine would t- yeah. be like. Like, a <laughs> like, oh, this is. Mm. I did that once. <laughs> Not proud. I mean, it's a funny story now, it's but at the time story. I was bummed. <laughs> so you spit it all out on what? Inside of my car. On himself. I didn't oh, yeah. get the window down in time. Like, oh, as soon as I realized there was pee in my mouth, I immediately spit it out of my mouth. You would. It would yeah, yeah. You couldn't be like, hold on, let me just get this window down here. Like, <laughs> it immediately came well, out of my mouth. You could go back into the piss cup. That's what I, what I would do. Didn't if work. I had my it, literally, this is not good cast, but it was like, and I just immediately spit all over my car. My dad once <laughs> ate my sister's biscuit on her period. <laughs> is that ever dropped in my absence? Yeah. No. Okay. Not very often. Is it? I don't think so. I, very rare. Maybe rarely. not. Yeah. It's really it's, good. It's really the best. And <laughs> yeah. Jen, Jen, Jennifer, whatever, has never said anything to you about that. She hasn't. Does she know that that's? I'm not sure. An iconic drop. The question is whether she realized as she was saying it, because I realized as she was saying oh, it that it was hilarious. Yeah. I don't know if she did or not. Because mm-hmm. that really is that's the drop. That's the one. It's Greg's signature drop. <laughs> it's really that's the winner. It's not even Greg. Yeah. But still. Mm. You guys, this has been so much fun. When do you guys move? In uh, two three, weeks. Two weeks, two and a half weeks. Or... So this is the last time we will most likely all sit at this table together. Mm. Yes. I would propose a final singing of the fruit song. <gasps> oh, yeah. People would love that. Oh, my gosh. I just mean for us, really. We don't even have to record it. You know what? I'm let's, just kidding. Let's let I'm them, just let them hear it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how to start it on purpose. Wait, hang on. You know what we should? Okay. Oh, there you go. What fruits do you like? Do you like? I like the apple and the pineapple. I like the apple and the pineapple. Oh, apple, pineapple. to miss singing that song with you guys i'm truly happy for you but also very sad to see you guys leave i had a wonderful time getting to know you on this show and i will always be nostalgic for it we feel that way too 100 percent absolutely Mm -hmm. good luck there thank you good food in that city yes and if you're ever in atlanta hit us up oh my gosh please do yeah i used to go there for work all the time i do not as much anymore but i will if i'm there for sure Definitely. Yeah, we're excited, but we are. That made me a little. Me sad. too. <laughs> I know. It's sad. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. Wow. Well, more of this. Yes. On the Patreon after show. Um, thank you guys all so much for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I'm trying to fight back the emotion that I am feeling. Jeff, where should we go to find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Daniel? I'm at Daniel Quant's Twitter and Instagram. Dequants on the snappy banana feet. <laughs> Al. Uh, at the hashtag Al everywhere. Jenna. I'm at Jenna Kim Jones, Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to keep up with the hashtag and I, we are going to continue our podcast. Sorry, not sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. Check it out. 
on iTunes and also where other podcasts are. Also my website, jennykimjones.com. But a couple more weeks of you guys. Yeah, we're not gone this yet. Is not this, is this is not, not the it. finale. No, yeah. Greg. I'm a dong attack. And follow and me on Twitter. there bits just everywhere and it was just got the digis and just game. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Okay, bye, you guys. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 